So I'm listening to the. I don't even know when that came out. That Ghostwriter thing with the Drake uh-huh. in the weekend. I guess it was yesterday or the day before. Okay. I don't know when it came out, but I'm listening to this and I'm I'm realizing this is one of those kind of benchmark moments. Like this is kind of one of those chapter marker type things. Like a Napster moment. It just it just became the reason it became real is because everybody was like, "Oh, that, you know, I, I can I can play that song." Like it was, it wasn't. It was no longer about the analysis of how effective it was, whether it was or not. Whether you could tell that it was AI generated or not wasn't necessarily the whole conversation. It was like, "Hey, do you like this melody?" And people were like, "I mean, kind of like that melody." And and anybody in this office wasn't alone on that because. The play count was racking up on this thing. Mm-hmm. Indicative of people's interest in it. And there's a lot of AI generated stuff out there. So it's not to say that it's, it might be amplified slightly by that, but even compared to other AI generated stuff, this is going harder from a, from the perspective of performance. So like, I think on TikTok, it had 15 million views. Yeah, here we go. Hard on My Sleeve is the name of the song. It was removed from Spotify and Apple Music on Monday. I believe Universal Music Group, yeah, UMG was uh, flipping out. They're like, you can't do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, I but know... who's to blame? Like, this person is still anonymous. Well, they just go after the streaming platforms and say, hey, listen, don't piss us off because we've we've got a huge catalog of music that's on there and uh-huh. we'll... We've got the leverage. Yeah. You got this user Ghostwriter977 basically put together this song featuring Drake and The Weeknd synthesized via AI. We're not going to play it, are we? I mean, I don't even know why we can't play it. Like, why can we not play it? Yeah, play it. I think we're going to be taken down. Okay, well, we're not going to put in the title or something. I mean, I... Listen, I don't know, man. This is all so fringe right now. Like, this didn't happen. This song didn't happen. Okay. Like, this has got to be a re-upload. I don't know. It says Dago. This only has 5,000. I think it's a re-upload. Listen to this. I came with my ex like Selena, the flex, eh. Bumping Justin Bieber, the flavor, and left, eh. She know what she need, or I need, or she blessed, eh. Giving me my best, eh. Okay, pause it right now. Pause it here. The weekend doesn't sound like the weekend. All right, to be clear. The weekend doesn't sound like the weekend. Is that, what does that have to do? Like, as far as the training perspective, like, is there more, does Drake train better for some reason? Like, uh, is the is the weekend going to improve? Is there some, some sort of nuance to that voice that's diff, uh, more difficult to synthesize? I don't know. Uh, 
But see, the thing is, we're at a point now where you're actually analyzing whether you like the song or not. You're not. You're no longer in the realm of, oh, wait a minute, is uh, uh, is that actually Drake? You're just kind of, you're floating along in in in, in a way where you're just kind of. It's, it doesn't seem as important to you anymore. It's just a split yeah. second moment. It doesn't seem as important to you anymore. It was like, it is exactly like that Netflix moment where at one point people were like, yeah, but you got to hear it on the CD or yeah, but you got to buy it or whatever. And then eventually everybody was like, no, nah, it's good enough. It's good enough. Close enough. I'll listen to it. Whatever. Good enough whatever the the bit rate was on it and whatever you waited a day for it and then it sped up and then next thing you know boom you're everybody's converted over to digital music and then and then the music industry as a whole has to adjust and adapt now back then it was much more straightforward you have metallica they push back they go wait a sec we charge money for those songs we don't want to give that up and then the tech companies and the record labels get together and they go this technology is so powerful we think people are going to do it anyways so we got to like bring the price down or we got to go towards streaming. We got to change our entire business model, our profit margins. Everything's going to change. Mm-hmm. It's going to become more about shows. And now you think about the implications here where even Drake himself is listening to this and going, why am I spending, why am I spending six hours in the studio recording a song? Why, if you can train that well and I didn't even partake in it, I wasn't even, I didn't even go to the top AI dudes and sit down and train each syllable in full resolution then what's it going to be like when I do do that, when I embrace it and I just write down the lyrics, send it in via email, and next thing you know, I approve the beat and all I got to do is sign off on the song. I don't need to re-record every time because my voice is synthesized. Now, I'm not saying that he's going to do that. I mean, we're kind of in this uh, realm right now where I think there's going to be a lot of people that want to make a case for... uh, artistry and say no there's some degree of uniqueness to how i perform it but that's in the short term i agree with you i think people gravitate gravitate towards good enough if the song is good okay that's that's fine with me yeah it's it's convenience we always select for convenience and speed and 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 i was saying to you right before we started filming you're like okay well why don't why isn't it ai you then well here's the difference okay and it probably will be at some point. It's a speed thing. It, these artists don't put out enough music. And I don't mean that they, like, I get it. <laughs> like it's To approve of all this stuff, to, 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 to work and like what you're working on, and you throw out songs that you don't like, like you're a human. I get it. But compared to the pace of the internet, it leaves a gap for these, this type of AI opportunity. Whereas you have people like us that talk every day, and it's actually... Uh, a margin thing like our time is easier in this realm than it would be to do the AI equivalent to train it to process it to produce it and to have it sound anywhere close to natural but music on the other hand is this like high value stuff that higher margin stuff that only comes out every so often in some cases never mind a couple times a year you might be waiting for your favorite artist for to put out something sounding new um you might be waiting three, four years in some cases. Mm-hmm. I saw the thing at Coachella where Frank Ocean performed for the first time in whatever it was. Uh-huh. Play the song. Play the song in the next verse. Play it. Uh-huh. 
I think this is a moment. I think we're spending a moment together right now. Like as a group, I think we're spending a moment where the whole thing changes. And this is a moment that people could remember as like the kind of marker on on the convincing nature or the potential to become convincing for this type of content. Mm-hmm. And people are saying, uh, why would you want to speed something up like creativity? Well, guess what? We're in a convenience culture, an incredibly inten- attention deficit culture where it's not, it's not even, it's not what's good. It's what's new. It's what's right now. It's what's, it's what just happened. And our technology kind of led us down that path. And it, of course, all of us make an effort to kind of curb that wherever possible, but on mass at scale, that is what people are selecting for. Whether you as an individual like it or not, that is what people are selecting for. And certainly the music business, like music as a commodity, you look at how short songs have gotten. You look at the streaming nature where you can skip tracks so easily from one to the next. It already became a, a, a thing that we throw in the trash can 30 seconds later. Mm-hmm. It already became that. It's not something that is really special anymore. It's not a ritual to it. Yeah, I mean, but listening we, to it or creating it. We try. We you know we we try to uh, protect our the things that we care about. We try to insulate them from external forces. At the same time, everything has this push to become a a product essentially and the music business is guilty for partaking in that for so long like turning everything into a a, a product and a single and a, a marketing ploy mm-hmm. and i'm sure they're gonna find a way to use this because i don't think they're gonna have a choice at a point here do you think most artists will embrace it or are they just gonna as i suggested really i do not think that strike. they do not have a choice you're gonna have your metallicas you're gonna have your resistance and you're going to have no possibility of uh, p- complete purity. You're going to have no landscape where this can be policed properly. It's not going to exist. It's going to be the more you try to suppress it, the more it pops up. You, uh, Universal Music came in and tried to get rid of that track. And guess what? All the re-uploads, all the TikTok usages, all the sharing going on. You try to suppress it right now this second, and maybe it's not this song. Maybe it's the next one, or maybe it's the one after that. And you know what the internet does. The internet does internet. And they say, oh, I can't listen to it? Where can I get it? Mm. Oh, you're telling me I can't listen to it? Where can I get it? Uh, There's another one that just came out we're going to react to as well. It's called... It's on YouTube winter is cold cold winter winter is cold 
Winter Cold Drake. You got it. It's already there. Suggested. This is happening rapidly now. They're going to shut down one. The next one's going to come. Yeah, play the top one. Yeah, it covers AI as well. <laughs> I don't think really? a dog like that exists. Uh, his house doesn't look like that. I bet you it's all different elements put together. Huh. You're gonna, you're basically gonna have to track like everything, and I, I think it will get to a point like everything else where people are just trained. People are trained to listen to the trained music, to look at the trained images, and it just becomes some sort of new normal in which. I don't know. I mean, there is like maybe an upside to it where people say, well, now the live performance is emphasized because it's like, whoa, the person's really there. And you can, that is like the ultimate form of verification. Uh But it's. (laughs) Imagine Drake singing the AI song. Well, that's, and that's what people, well, that's what people are saying. And by the way, you look at this, this is 28 subscribers, 5,000 views. Is it the original place was uploaded? I don't know. Probably not. And it's each one is like that. Like the uh, ghostwriter one, there's another one there, hard on my sleeve and 494 views. So guess what? You're going to try to suppress it. It's going to pop back up. Algorithms are going to make sure you find what you're looking for. Uh-huh. It's going to, UMG is only going to be able to cut off the biggest heads and then other littler heads are going to grow, except there's going to be more of them. 
And it's just going to go on and on like this. Here's what UMG said in their statement. The training of generative AI using our artist's music, uh, music represented both a breach of our agreements and a violation of copyright law. The music publisher added that platforms had a legal and ethical responsibility to prevent the use of their services in ways that harm artists. While there are intellectual property issues, it's not really clear whether the label or Drake and The Weeknd have a claim under traditional copyright law, given that the song in question isn't something the artist ever wrote or sang. Ever wrote or sang. Uh-huh. It's not even a cover. This is just the beginning of what's likely to be a long and complex, complex conflict between... Ex- Excitement over deploying artificial intelligence in pop culture and efforts to protect copyright. Now, what does Drake do? I'll tell you what Drake does. Drake, I'm talking to you. You embrace it. All right. I hate to say it. You embrace it and you lean into it and you figure out a way to leverage it because I think, I mean, you like from a marketing perspective, he's kind of been on the cusp in the past and History kind of shows us that when you're the guy trying to uphold the old way, that eventually you get stomped over. And it becomes very difficult to keep progress at bay, to keep it at the door, to keep the wolves on the other side. Because they're they're chomping away and they're salivating. And that's the way technology seems to operate. It gets better and better and better. And eventually you're going to sit there staring at it saying, oh my God. I let it get so, I let it get so big, and what I'm saying right now seems so antiquated. And, and, and this is just the writing on the wall. It's not a matter of when, or sorry, it's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. And the sooner there's recognition that this that it's much like how Elon talks about a, uh, AI in relationship to us and our intelligence. It's integration or death. It's integration or complete extraction. You either. Uh, exit completely or you integrate so you can compete unfortunately Mm. and based on his business sense in the past and the fact that we have a limited lifespan here I personally see him moving towards integration integrate with the AI put out more music use it to accelerate things well, someone has to embrace it. Use it to accelerate beat making and recording. And I know that makes people uncomfortable. But guess what? It's not a question. It's, it isn't a question of if. It's a question of when. We need to stop talking about if. I've been in looking at technology now for a decade. There are moments, if you're paying attention, you notice. And you go, oh, really? The lawyers are going to stop this? The lawyers. Yeah, that's worked well in the past. Mm-hmm. It's so fast, this kind of technology. I think maybe like a month ago, we were just like laughing at it. Oh, it's a fun time, Kanye. Like some sort of hey there, Delilah music. And then now it's just getting more real. You know? Have you said your piece? Why? You got something else? No. <laughs> You want to move on? Uh, Well, this topic is always going to be developing. Just AI, new trends. Um, This one being pretty big at this point. So hopefully we can uh, try to update everyone. 
as we go. So you want to move on? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. What do you got? Um, iOS 17 is going to support side loading. What do you think? Europe. <laughs> thanks Europe, to yeah. thanks to Europe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's been like a ongoing battle over there, right? They're trying to kind of, I guess, maneuver maneuver so that Apple has to follow certain regulations and has to sort of uh, kiss the ring a little bit mm-hmm. in Europe specifically. And we talked about the the cable and obviously software, probably even a bigger deal because it has implications for the likes of Epic and all those ongoing battles around who gets to control this. Uh, side loading obviously means you go ahead and install stuff that's not on the App Store. Mm-hmm. Otherwise known as side loading, the change would allow customers to download apps without needing to use the App Store, which would mean developers wouldn't need to pay Apple's 15 to 30% fees, the European Union's Digital Markets Act, which went into effect November 1, 2022, requires gatekeeper companies to open up their services and platforms to other companies and developers. I mean, it would be, it would basically behave like your MacBook. It would warn you. It would probably say, hey, or, or like Android. Hey, are you sure you want to install this thing? Like it did not come from our app store. Mm-hmm. And then you would just click yes. And next thing you know, you're side loading. Now, does this have immediate implications for the U.S.? No, not immediate. However, now they're going to look at something like this and consider some legislation that may allow the same thing to happen in the U.S., which, of course, would be enormous. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim Cook in India. We talked about this yesterday that he was going to go, but we didn't actually have any footage of him there. Instead, we have footage of a couple different tours of the store, but look at this. We have uh, an Apple fan in India bringing an early computer to show Tim Cook, which is quite a surprise to him. Yeah. Here's the clip. Surprised at seeing a customer bring his old Macintosh classic machine at the opening of India's first Apple store. Like, he had to lug that. That's not, that's uh-huh. really got some weight to it. Possibly weight in line. You know, he didn't bring the first generation iPhone. That would have fit in his pocket. No, he brought an old Apple computer classic over there. And look at the pumped up uh, employees. Hey, uh, a lot of clapping. Man, I always felt so awkward. When I would go to these launch events, and I'd be at the front of the line trying to pick up this stuff to, like, make videos on it or something. Mm-hmm. Tim Cook just walks away. And everybody everybody just be like, Woo! And I'd be like, I don't think I deserve to be cheered. Like, I don't know what I did. I just showed up. Like, <laughs> you're amazing. You're going to spend money here, so you're amazing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we are impressed by Cook getting on the airplane, going from Coachella over there and, uh, to Mumbai. Mumbai, the first store over there. And then next up, going to be Delhi. Big, big things for Apple in India. They they, they put their foot down over there, uh, put their flag down over there. They say, India is a big deal for us, and we're going to be here in a retail way. Apple sales in India hit a new high of almost $6 billion in the year through March 2023. Uh, the company's revenue in India grew by nearly 50% from $4 billion a year earlier. Yeah, they're like, we're going to come. We're going we're gonna to be here. Mm-hmm. We're, we heard we're going to come here for a few billies. 
we've got trees in our imagine if they all place. imagine if they all spoke honestly wouldn't that be cool like almost like uh before a fight promo like for a fight when they do the promo like imagine tim's like yeah i'm here i'm here to, i'm here to make a few billies i came to india i came to india to get a piece of this market right here and they're like but instead they have to do this kind of cryptic talk of the joy and delight of Apple products now comes to India for your enjoyment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And today it's, like it's our pleasure to, you know, it's always some roundabout. Where's that executive? Where's the executive I'm about to make some billies over here? Yeah, who's close to that? I don't know. Well, congrats. Uh, Apple may introduce an iMac made out of a single sheet of glass. The whole thing? What do you mean? How are you going to make it out of a single sheet of glass? It's a patent it's application. A patent. I see. The idea is incredibly futuristic, even by Apple's trend-setting standards. And the idea of having your desktop expanded with a projected display feels like it has been pulled right out of a science fiction film. Apple Insider dissects the now-granted patent and notes that Apple's plans seem to use the surfaces around the computer's display. In some arrangements, says the patent, the electronic device may be provided with projecting displays that help enhance the area used for providing a user with visual output. The drawings in the patent show a regular iMac projecting information behind it, but the description also mentions how the device may get in the way of its own projection. What? It's going to have one piece of glass, okay? It sounds That's to me it. like you can see it from the back or the front. Mm-hmm. The way I'm reading that. Like a transparent display? Uh, the drawings in the patent, a regular iMac. Hmm. The device may get in the way of its own projection. Further into documents, it reads the rear housing wall may have a glass portion or another transparent structure through which image sensors and other optical sensors receive light the back of the iMac would be made of glass though it seems like Apple is planning to effectively make a future iMac invisible ah when it's turned off it's like when they had those transparent TVs that I looked at at CES about a billion years ago mm -hmm. and they're like yeah your shower door is going to have a display in it except it kind of looked like well it didn't it didn't really look like a substitute for an actual display yeah because you got reflections and brightness goes down and stuff but like what that. if it's like frosted glass or something that's what it was in this case oh yeah yeah it, it was, wasn't completely see-through yeah so you could actually turn that on or off oh it was cool. like have you seen those windows that yeah yeah you can they have like a privacy mode and you uh -huh. don't need blinds for them yeah i don't know i don't know that's cool you don't really see it when it's not you're gonna knock your head off of it or something that's the thing, like glass tables and glass, anything transparent. Yeah, you it's can, very misleading. You can <laughs> mislead. Yeah, it's clickbait. Yeah, yeah. Apple warns Amazon about sexually explicit Kindle content accessible to children. Both Apple and Alphabet have been have asked Amazon to improve content moderation for its Kindle app after it found that children could use the app to access explicit images. Reports Reuters. Oh my God, it's a disaster. You can't be leaving your kids alone with any of this stuff 
Mm-hmm. Okay, I know parents do it. Parents are like, I'm busy. I got, I got some stuff done. I just give him the thing. And I give him the thing and he uses the thing and I don't know what's going on. And you're like, well, you kind of do because I'm telling you right now that an- anything goes on. Yeah, plus you should get your life on track because you can barely get a word out. These devices go anywhere. They do anything. And you think because you got some certain title on it, let me tell you something. Go ahead with your even your YouTube kids content and just keep just keep finishing videos and see where you end up. Just keep finishing. Let your youngster, yeah, you can do a little observation and see where you end up. Oh, the algorithms are babysitting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Okay. Good luck with all that. So, parents, you got your work cut out. Um, and in this case, I guess, Amazon has their work cut out because both Google and Apple are saying, hey, to hell, get it together. We need more moderation here. And I think their inventory isn't that enormous. I mean, it is enormous, but compared to all the content uploaded ever on user-generated sites, mm-hmm. you feel like they could put the... Yeah, so look, so, uh, somebody says kids are raised by the algorithm. You're damn right. You see what I'm saying? So let me get this straight. Kids that are raised by the algorithm are supposed to care that artists are no longer recording their own music. Okay, cool. Yeah, that makes sense. Algorithm listens to algorithm. Got it? Mm-hmm. Apple VR leak reveals five key applications behind the $3,000 headset launching in June. That's very matter of fact. Yeah. Like the we fact need that... some uh, use cases. Well, the fact that they say... It for sure it's launching in June. Like the or at least the uh-huh. indication seems like that. According to a new report, for, new report from Bloomberg's Mark Gurman, the Apple VR headset will be offering gaming, fitness, and collaboration tools. New versions of man, they'll never run out of ways to make you to get you your fitness, will they? I think fitness is really important. Strap yourself into this one and that one, and next yeah. thing you know, you're fit, brother. Some sort of health. Uh, collaboration. You got the wrist strap, the arm strap, the arm band, the thigh, the thigh strap, the the smart shorts, the goggles. Oh man, too many it, straps. Yeah, you're like, oh, I'm in, I'm in great, I, I'm in great shape over here. Oh. I got, I'm all strapped up. Well, meanwhile, yesterday, I'm the guy talking about some scale that can tell me how much water I drank five minutes ago. Uh-huh. So I'm guilty, but at least I don't have to wear it. The wearing is where it gets weird. Uh, wearing and charging. If you're wearing all these things, Will, I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. Wearing and charging, you're right, charging. If you're wearing and charging all these things, I might look at you sideways. I'm just letting you know. Yeah. Alongside these iPad apps we know and love, the analysts suggest that Apple's also working on a version of Fitness Plus to make working out as immersive as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I don't mind that. Well, come on, man. I don't mind it. Come on. You're sweating in the headset. Well, <sighs> that thing's going to be soaked. I've done it before with the Quest working out, playing that uh, punching game. Yeah, that thing is soaked. Yeah. It's actually soaked. It is, yeah. I, I was, it gets pretty gnarly in there. Yeah, it's not. The equipment <laughs> is not really set up for that. Yeah. It's not a piece of athletic equipment. It's a plastic. I don't know. I don't but know. if that is that that makes a difference of someone working out then i mean it's something here random rico says i screened my kid on his ipad on youtube one day he started crying he saw russia's about to nuke the u.s (laughs) oh man brutal yeah 
Yeah, so. Yeah. Good, good luck, parents. Good luck, parents. Hey, kids, that's not Drake. Good luck, parents. Well, the Apple headset will cure all. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. After 25 years, Netflix will finally stop shipping DVDs to people. Really? I just... I, am I going to get my latest shipment? <laughs> Let me tell you something. There were some titles that never made it to streaming. It would be like some foreign films and stuff that I used to get. Sure. I would get that right to the door in a paper envelope. I'd be like, this yeah. is what I'm going to watch for the next week. Of course, that was a billion years ago. I am uh, also known as Rip Van Winkle. And this is no longer necessary with streaming taking over everything. It is such a wild throwback to think of Netflix as a company that was sending DVDs via mail, which is exactly what they were for a long time. For those of us who, for those of us who remember the practice, it's time to say goodbye. CEO Ted Sarandos wrote in a company blog post on Tuesday that Netflix will ship out its final DVD September 29th. The move comes after a quarter century of Netflix sending discs to people. Uh, what does he say? Those iconic red envelopes changed the way people watch shows and movies at home, and they paved the way for the shift to streaming. From the beginning, our members loved the choice and controlled the direct-to-consumer entertainment offered, the wide variety of titles, and the ability to binge-watch entire series. DVDs also led to our first foray into original programming with red envelope entertainment titles, including Sherry Baby and Zach Galifianakis Live at the Purple Onion. They started all the way back in 98. God, I don't... I definitely wasn't a member in 98, but maybe in the 2000s, I don't remember. Early 2000s? I don't remember, no. I don't remember. I probably was like 18, 19. I just want to see the Netflix 18, 19, envelope. I don't know. What they look like. No more DVDs. RIP DVDs. Yeah. Good branding. You get an envelope, you send it back, you get an envelope. I mean, it was novel. Because you yeah. used to go to the store, and then you get late fees and stuff. And, you and it was work. a complete different color than Blockbuster. It was just like a really clear competitor, and then just kind of overtook. Because Blockbuster was blue and yellow, <laughs> right? It's a, it's a branding thing, I'm telling you. It was just the color. That's all it was. Yeah, that's, that's all you all had going like, on, Netflix. Was, red was a good choice, Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the red carpet. There you go. The red carpet. You yeah. about it. Tim Horton, look at the red over here. Tesla slashes prices again? What? Yeah. Well, it's I can't keep track of, of this um, stuff. The investor day, which is today. Mm -hmm. And they just want to make sure that uh, they get enough uh, sales, I guess, to make them look good. That's what you do, right? So they're trying investors. to get a bunch of sales today? It's not a lot of time. Yeah. Man. Tesla's implemented another wave of price cuts across Model 3 and Y vehicles in the second time this month, resulting in the electric car starting under 40 grand before incentives. Get it under 40. Now's your chance. It started with a big price drop in January, then smaller price adjustments after the latest coming in February for Model 3 and Model Y. And obviously last month for S and X. A few weeks later, Tesla's again adjusting prices on the 3 and the Y in the U.S., and not by a small amount. Uh, let's see here. So the entry Model 3, 39990 Estimated delivery April, so you're going to get it quickly as well. First time in a long time that you've got a Tesla with a starting price under forty grand. So you feel like they're going to talk about it at Investor Day. They're going to say, and now we sell a model under 40000 <laughs> 
You're so good. You're so good. You're so good. I love it. You're so good. Mm. I'm so good because you're so good. Mm. And I can buy that. It's affordable now. I'm a fan. I'm going to buy the car. I'm going to buy the stock. Sick. You're gonna get a, I'm going to get a Twitter Blue account. I'm going to go to Mars. I'm going to buy tequila. Mm. All good things. Elon fan club starter kit. Uh-huh. Right? What uh, What's the current price? Okay, here we go. Each variant saw its price cut by 3000 overnight. Model Y all-wheel drive went from 49990 to $46,990. Model Y long range, 52990 $49,990. And performance, 56990 to $53,990. It's good. It's a good deal. You got the incentive of the 7500 after that for the tax credit. And you're, you're in pretty good shape. It is good. Like uh, under forty grand a Model Three. Look at you. You love your Model Three. You're cruising in your Model Three. Yeah, I'm a fan. Although you didn't drive it today, though. No. Hmm. Intriguing. Yeah. Tesla launches new Model Three with almost four hundred miles of range, but it's just for business. Uh, there's a catch. Which one is this one? Is this the thirty-nine thousand dollar one? Uh, no. Oh, wait this a second. This is a UK. available in the UK for U- businesses. That's a very specific it's story very, yeah. here. Well, uh, yeah. are you a business in the UK? <laughs> well, have I got a deal for you? Have I got a deal for you? Uh, that's uh, uh, Tim Burton, Batman, 1989. And it's whatever the mob boss talking to... Uh, the Joker, uh, Jack Nicholson. It's like very br- breathy. Uh, I, I got a deal for you. <laughs> villains used to be so obviously villains. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, very it, sly. It just, it wasn't con a sur- men. It wasn't, They're all con men. It wasn't a surprise. Am I? Uh, yeah, Jack Palance. That's right. He used to deliver everything like that. He did a commercial. Okay, play the commercial, please. He did a commercial for an aftershave called Skin Bracer. Yeah, there it is. You got it. And he played this role as well. So this will give you an idea of the delivery, okay? Give me a little bit of this. I don't need some fancy cologne to tell me I'm a man. I use Skin Bracer. It smells great. But it also cools and tones my skin. Confidence is very sexy. Don't you think? Original and cooling. (laughs) (laughs) You like that one. (laughs) Oh, my God. Can I get just one more? Can I get just... Yeah. Can we just break that down a little bit? I need some fancy cologne to tell me I'm a man. I'm a man. Skin bracer, it smells great. To tell me I'm a man. It tones my skin. Confidence is very sexy. Confidence is very sexy. Don't you think? Talking over him. Like double. Double Jack Palance. Oh, God. I don't need... Confidence is a very sexy, don't you think? Yeah. 
All right, let's just go over to this one. Because I don't think that story was that interesting. I think I chose the wrong link. (laughs) (laughs) New tax savings for businesses in the UK looking for an electric vehicle. A new mandate suggests. So specific and fringe. (laughs) In order to qualify, must have been in business for three and a half years. Uh, must be based in one of these three key areas. <laughs> these, bur- these three boroughs. <laughs> in oh, interesting, Will. Thanks for that. <laughs> Super applicable. <laughs> oh, a weeping Virgin Mary statue had its tears tested, revealing an unlikely substance. Miracle or sneaky hoax, you be the judge. Do I remember like five or ten years ago, there was like viral um, videos of like statues just kind of like tearing up with like blood or some sort of like juice. Have you seen that before? Maybe not ten years ago. You know what? It just seems like it's kind of like a thing. I thought it was an actual thing where you would have a weeping Mary statue. Like, I didn't... Like, man-made? Yeah. I don't... Is that not what it is? No. They... Like, this, this was in church. Like, in a church. Right. And somehow it started weeping blood. And there was a lot of witnesses, and it, it became viral. Did, did you hear about yeah, that? Yeah, but how is a statue weeping blood, Will? So that's why scientists are just like what's going on here right they decided to test it out they they took some yeah but samples. no yeah yeah but yeah but uh well how does a statue weep <laughs> blood well a lot of people claim that it was some sort of you know like religious thing and of course you you looked into this got to the <laughs> bottom of it i assume well based on this uh website <laughs> <laughs> ifl science okay um, it appears to be a hoax. Oh, yeah. Back yeah. in 2018, a church in New Mexico claimed that their statue of the Virgin Mary was weeping liquid from its eyes. It started off May 20, 2018. Uh, brought a huge number of people to the church, obviously. They analyzed the substance and concluded it was olive oil. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they weren't saying that. I see. I thought they were just enhancing the impact of the statue. But they're saying, "Oh, we don't know how this got here." Yeah. Oh, okay. It was more like some sort of god. Can we intervention. do? We have a clip. Like, what is this video right here? Are we gonna see? Get to see this or no? Um, you get to see. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Give me here. this. Give me that. So they just dab a little olive oil on there. Well, no, the statue cries by itself. So where do they stick the olive oil? So, I don't know, in this article, it doesn't really say, but, like, <laughs> it's it's a contraption that kind of, like, lets the tears come out. What you talking about, contraption? <laughs> um, I need to see evidence. Or like, or, like, condensation or something like that. Why can't you just... It's not purely... Why can't you just dab a little olive oil over there? That's what it looks like to me. Um, because, you know, if someone's just worshipping, they don't want to see that. So if 
the yeah, statue just do it before. Just do it before. Okay, the oil is not going to dry up so fast. I mean, unless you're going to, I see it pouring out of there. Do you want to play the clip? Is it, do they show it pouring out of there? Well, this video doesn't really show. Yeah, it's just a little, pouring. yeah, it's just a little glazed on the cheek there. Yeah. Right? Well, it's not really hard to do. But the idea is making people think that it's some sort of godly intervention. That the statue is crying. And this, and science is supposed to, you know, prove that it's not. It's false. It's some sort of like trickery that a few churches are doing to make it appear that it's crying itself. Yeah, but yeah, well, I mean, obviously the bronze statue isn't crying human tears. I know, I hear that. Oh, okay. But uh, like some people in church think that it's real. Okay. <laughs> okay. In the last few decades, but, there have been several widely publicized cases in Italy where statues began weeping blood in 2002. I mean, it's a cool, it's a cool idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, seen with tears of blood, which turned out to belong to a woman. In 2008, a church custodian was put on trial for faking blood tears on a statue of the Virgin Mary. His DNA matched that of the tears. Well, yeah. I mean, it makes an impact. I'll tell you that. For sure, yeah. But I, you know, I'm curious how they actually execute the thing because I want to see, like, do we have a clip of it actually crying? That's what I want. Because I think they're just, I think they're just glazing the cheek with the oil. History Channel. Oh, we're going to get these type of, we're getting these. See, see, that's the thing, Will. Huh? Well, that's how you know it didn't actually happen, is yeah. if everything has to be, like, photos zoomed in and then people explaining it. Uh-huh. Like, where's just the video of it happening? No, he's just putting the blood on there. Yeah. Which is going to make an impact, but anyway. I mean, you could make it if you really, listen, if you really wanted it. If you really wanted to do it, you could definitely build a contraption mm-hmm. so that it could have a constant supply and you could put a tank on it and refill the tank. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> it's like behind the know. statue. I don't know. I mean, like, like, wait, 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 hold on. It's a bit dry. I don't know. Like, it could be a potent experience. Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? But I guess it kind of dulls the experience. No, no, people. people don't need to know. I mean, people go to Disneyland. Oh, yeah, if they don't need to know. They don't need to know. Yeah. I mean, you remember you did the one in Disneyland with the lights on? Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. And it's like... It's as the Cybertruck gets competition from China's cyber pickup. Get out. Stop it. Come on. Uh... The Great Wall Motor Cyber Pickup is a 6x6 hybrid? Mm. What? Look at this one. No. It's not real. Cyber Pickup. Get out of here. <laughs> You're not going to make that. I mean, it's obviously sick. It kind of actually looks like a... Like a like Raptor? A, or a Ram. That's been extended. Hennessy, the company Hennessy actually makes these things where they'll extend an existing uh, oh, okay. truck. And charge you like a boatload of money for it. I think there's a there's a video of Post Malone getting his delivered six by six. Mm. 
Just massive. Crazy turning radius. Dude, the 6x6 six six looks so cool on a pickup truck. Yeah, you're ready for everything, man. Yeah. Ready for anything. The Great Wall Motor Cyber Pickup was unveiled at the Shanghai Auto Show. What? Like, actually it existed? Let me see that. What? These are renders. Where'd you un- yeah. What did you unveil? You unveiled the renders or did you unveil the deal? Power comes as a plug-in hybrid. Look, even the tailgate looks RAM-like with the split opening. Uh-huh. Hmm. Curious. Curious. Technically a show truck, Australia's car expert reports that it has already been confirmed for production in China and could be exported. I got to believe. I mean, I've been to China. I don't know where you're going to put one of these guys. Oh, there's the Hennessy Performance Velociraptor 6x6. Oh, yeah. It looks very strikingly similar. Yeah. I think that there's some inspiration involved for sure. There's a touch. <laughs> no, well, there's a touch. Uh, this is really cool, though. I, I just like these really off-the-wall conversions of just like a regular truck. Mm-hmm. Again, it's just odd that it would come out of China. I don't think, I don't remember if I saw a single pickup truck when I was there. Uh-huh. Uh, obviously, you also have oh, the so uh, G63 6x6. I'm not saying they can't get a pickup truck over there. I'm just saying it's a lot of the urban centers are tight quarters. I wouldn't want to be trying to park this baby over there. Yeah, maybe rural areas. You know what I'm saying? Farmland? Oof. We'll see. <laughs> see about that. Elon to get the last laugh as ultra-ambitious Tesla Model Y prediction comes true. Lots of completely, that sounds like one of your headlines there, Will. <laughs> yeah. Elon gets last laugh. Uh, what? What did he do? That the Model Y is going to be the best-selling car in the world. Oh, yeah. It's extremely successful. Did people doubt him on that? Uh, well, thing- because it's an EV as well. Right. Right. So the th- I guess the thing was, it was kind of like a building process where the Y was the beneficiary of all the work that had been done mm-hmm. with the three and the S and the X. And then it was like, okay, this is V4. This is the most suitable car for most people. Do you know what I'm saying? Like all the learnings yeah, and yeah. progress leading up to it before Tesla ever brought the model Y to market in 2020, Musk made bold predictions about how popular the vehicle would become. He said that he anticipated model Y demand would be about twice as high as the demand for model three, which was already the best selling electric car at the time. In 2016, he estimated demand for Y between half a million and a million units per year. That was four years before the vehicle was even released. And he went so far as to predict that Model Y would become the best-selling car globally, which obviously that's what's going on right now. And I can just tell you completely anecdotally, if I'm out on the street, it's Y, 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 Y. It's just Ys everywhere. Mm-hmm. Probably go. It probably goes Y, 3, and then X, and then S, I would say. Anecdotally, just in this neighborhood. Yeah. Threes are pretty common up here as well. That's why I went Y3. Yeah. And then I think I think I see more X's than S's, honestly. Yeah, I think so too. I think S is the least popular. Mm-hmm. I mean, anecdotally. So over here. In our life. But yeah, good for Elon, good for Tesla. Mm-hmm. No Congrats. surprise. Reddit response to AI companies, pay up if you're using our content. Oh, this yeah, is yeah. UMG right here. Ay, 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 ay. We have lawyers. I guess it's their content, even though it's the users that post. They own the content. It's, in, it's on their platform. Good luck. 
Good luck. Will, don't you dare touch my camera, by the way. That's exactly where I want to be. Right there. Barely hanging in there. Good luck. I mean, you better get your you better get an AI lawyer you want to go after AI. Same for you, UMG. I just don't buy it. I really don't. You gotta cut deals, you gotta make things easier for consumers. That's what that's what people are willing to fight for. Yeah. Reddit said it plans to start charging companies for access to its data that is used to train AI major players in the AI race like OpenAI, Microsoft, and Google train AI models using Reddit's data. Well, among all other publicly available internet data that happens to be part of these enormous data sets, Reddit CEO told the Times that Reddit doesn't need to give away its data to tech giants for free. Yeah, but guess what? If you go and hide and you're not a part of it and it becomes the, the way in which people search and you have no play whatsoever, how's that supposed to go down? You understand what I mean? Like, if this Bing stuff is any indication of where we're going, do we even reach to these previously existing platforms? Or does Reddit better off just launching its own AI product? Mm -hmm. We're introducing a new premium access point for third parties who require additional capabilities, higher usage limits, and broader usage rights. A Reddit spokesperson told Insider that the company expands globally. We were working to create a more sustainable, healthy ecosystem around data. Well, they're, I guess, going to make it easier. If you can make it more convenient for these companies and actually provide them more data, then maybe you have a case. Maybe there's a case to be made. But only when you can provide more convenience, a better product then you might get it but otherwise it's like well, where are you going to silo this stuff off where it can't get crawled at all seems hard to do and then in the end it's all this user gen stuff i don't know how users even feel about it the fact that all their all your data like whoever's it's watching scrubbed. this yeah all your data whatever you produce is training all this crawling reddit generating value and not returning any of that value to our users is something we have a problem with huffman told the times it's a good time for us to tighten things up so i.e we want to make money generating value and not returning any of that value to our users but meanwhile the users on reddit are generating all the value yeah, they're not getting paid it's interesting stuff yeah AI-powered app lets you chat with historical and fictional characters. Oh, people will love that stuff. I would never... This It'll is, be kind of fun. People will love it, though. I would never, but people will love it. They'd be like, oh, I'm going to go talk to Mozart or yeah. Rapunzel. I see some of the suggestions over there. I, 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 I gotta... You know what? I'm going to ask Da Vinci about that. Kanye's going to be the number one Da Vinci fan. Uh-huh. He'd be like, excuse me, I got a call coming or, in from uh, uh, Leonardo. And uh, it's actually it's actually a group call. It's With actually Socrates. Yeah, that's right. And uh, Plato. Well, and Steve Jobs as well. And Steve Jobs, yeah. Yeah, and they're all in there. And, and we're, Walt Disney. Well, they're actually on. Fa we're actually going to FaceTime right now. Uh-huh. Uh huh. This looks more fun, like cartoon yeah. Little Red Riding Hood, and they <laughs> just says Doctor. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and they kind of adopt that character, and I guess it's entertainment, but it's inside of your kind of chats it's it's a little i don't know maybe it's cool ever wanted to chat with your favorite people from history and literature short of traveling back maybe this is a better way for people to learn I right so, if you yeah. want to learn history and all of a sudden it's a historical figure and you get to have a back and forth instead of just reading a long wikipedia document sure yeah it's just interesting have like a conversation with them so where does this happen designed for ios and ipad os a new app named super chat which is something else that's already the thing on YouTube in our chat. Yeah. 
Yeah, whatever. There's a super chat app. Yeah, that's completely different. Than- Danny just proved it by supplying a super chat. Shout out, Danny. Anyway, this is also called Super Chat. Presents bots as well-known historical and fictional characters with whom you can chat. The basic flavor of Snap Snapchat is free, but limits the number of characters to they meant to write super chat there. Wow, another typo. AI. 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 Yeah. AI. The basic flavor of Super Chat is free, but there's limits on the number of characters that you can ask questions of. It goes up to $6.99 a week? A week, not a month? Or $70 a year? That's pretty expensive, eh? (laughs) Hey, man, you got to chat with your characters. Yeah. A little pricey. I think this stuff will be more prevalent in the future. In education, I can see it. For kids and stuff, they're like, hey, you want to learn about Beethoven? Or Galileo, talk to him. Or Genghis Khan. Hey, G- hey, Galileo, who the hell are you? Excuse me, <laughs> child. It goes hot immediately. <laughs> yeah. Who the hell are you? Six ninety nine a week. <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah. Like there you go. How does someone get rich like you? Well. My wealth came from questionable means back in the 1920s, so I don't necessarily recommend my path to riches. However, if you're looking for advice on how to build wealth through hard work and legitimate means, I suggest, yeah. I'm Jay Gatsby, a fictional character from the novel The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald. It's a pleasure to be chatting with you. He doesn't even talk that way. I'm just... Uh Uh-huh. I just felt like doing that. Yeah. But it will be a... To a certain point, be even better, more human, where people will depend on these characters to chat with them yeah. on an emotional level. Emotions. Instead of in, informative. But Oh, oh, you like the emotional side of it. That's yeah. where you come in. Well, I, I, yeah, I'll give it a shot. Okay. Cube-shaped creature with 24 eyes discovered hiding in a pond in Hong Kong. What? Yeah, this was... Um, all over my feed. It's some sort of weird creature. You got a picture of it? Yeah. I bet you do. What? Did, that's a type it of lo- jellyfish. It looks like a jellyfish. Yeah. New species. Trip, Tripidalia myponsis. Myponsis. Has a see-through body with a slight whitish tinge. Jellyfish measured less than an inch long. A tiny little jelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, three tentacles extending from each corner of its body. The study said the jellyfish has 24 eyes arranged in sets of six. On each side, the creature has two larger eyes, the upper and lower lens eyes, surrounded by four smaller eyes. Uh, wow. Look at all those eyes. What do you need all them for? So what's good about this guy, Will? It's new. It's a different form of jellyfish, hmm. I guess. It's new, like that AI-generated Drake song. It's all yeah. that matters. You don't got to be the best jellyfish. You just got to be the newest one. Yeah, it's always scary in the ocean. There's always new things popping up. Hmm. That or the Amazon. You ever go down there? Oh, no way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. I just uh, want to show off new species because they're cool. Like... You didn't think that it would just show up on a, what was this, a pond in Hong Kong. 
I would never think. All of a sudden, I would, like I would a never. New species, okay. I would never think that. Yeah. I would never. You <laughs> <laughs> seem really, really interested in this topic. But, anyways. <laughs> Go back to your Drake AI. No, give me the song on the outro. Give me the song on the outro. Don't give me this. Give me, give me, give me heart on my sleeve on the outro. Here we go. Welcome to the future. Give me more volume. Flip it. She knows she need a need a she bless a giving me my best. He tried to get rid of me. Now we got No, we gotta do a song, man. It feels more real when they have the references to like other rappers and places and stuff. Yeah. Like he mentions 21 and then Weekend mentions Toronto. More tangible. Okay. You can fade it. You can fade it. 